Blog Talk Radio. Good everybody. Johnny Vegas here, and I'm here with my two co-hosts, Jim and Bunny. Welcome to Total Entertainment. And how are you guys doing? We are doing Jim. awesome. Good cool. morning, how are you doing, Johnny Bunny? Vegas. Oh, we're great. How are you, Johnny Vegas? I'm doing great, and uh, it's good uh, to be on the new network, the Entertainment Broadcast Network. And, it feels uh, new and every- exciting. Yeah, it definitely does. And for everybody out there, you can go to facebook.com slash entertainment broadcast network. Click like on that, share it. We also have a Twitter at ENT broadcast NET. So, yeah, of course, Twitter, you know, they have like a set number of characters you can have in a Twitter handle. So you can't have the full name in there. And we are taking over the airwaves as we speak. Yeah. Now, uh, yeah, and Jim, you'll be developing. We just lost uh, one of our hosts here. Who's still on the line? Oh, Is it yeah. Jim or Bunny? Jim um, accidentally dropped out. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, should I just pop out and tell him that his? I think he he knows that his call dropped, so he'll probably call back in just a second. But um, yeah, yeah. And we have a so, we have a um, great guest today. Christina I know, Marie. I'm so excited. Yes, it's the dynamic, talented, changeable Christina Marie. Um, is she on the line yet? No, not yet. Uh, she'll be calling in in just a minute or two. And Jim is on the oh. line again. I I got disconnected there. Uh, thank you, Sprint.com. Um, so um, we're, we are thrilled because Christina Murray is a real big mover and shaper up in the Sacramento area. And if anybody went to the, uh, the American film market last year, they know that she was featured uh, on their website and she pretty much is instrumental in getting attention to the people up in Northern California who are extremely talented. They might not live in Hollywood, but they are just as excited about making films, and they're very, very good at what they do. And Christina is a great, great supporter of the people up in Northern California. So um, she's not just uh, a pretty face and a great actress and a model or a writer, uh, etc. She also is a producer, and, and she's helping a lot of the people in the community. So... Uh, I think uh, when she gets on board here, we should talk to her and ask her a few questions about how she does what she does, and anybody who's looking to get noticed, they should start becoming friends with Christina Marie. Yeah, and uh, Christina, if you're listening, uh, 
you know, call in number six four six seven eight seven eight zero eight zero. Um, yeah, we just started a whole new network. There is a chance that she is calling in the old number and talking to the old Johnny Vegas and the old Bunny and the old Jim. I wonder how they're doing. <laughs> so, yeah. Bunny, what did you do last week? Oh, here. oh she on yeah. the, on the phone? Yes, yeah, she is on the line, so let's pick up our guest. Oh, how you doing, Christina? Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm doing very well. How about you? Yeah, we're doing great. And, we are uh, happy yeah, to uh, have you. <laughs> so, yeah, Hi, now, why don't you tell Marie. us a Yeah, brief, thanks for uh, being on our show today. Sorry. Oh, my God. Yeah, tell us a we're brief paragraph or two about yourself. <laughs> a paragraph about me? <laughs> yeah, yeah a, a little bit longer, down. please, than, than your biography that you sent us. Um, I know we, <laughs> we know that you've got so many things on your list, and you sent us, like, you know, oh, I'm a writer, I'm an actress, I'm I'm a producer, I'm a director, and we want to know all the fabulous details about you because you are fabulous. So tell us <laughs> about you, Christina Marie. Well, thank you for that compliment. Um, I, you know, I just try to do the best I can, and I have a bunch of projects that I juggle. Um, I am a writer, director, producer, actress, and um, on occasion I'm known to do some fashion events, and I'm the executive director of the Capital Indie Collective and the CEO of Cowtown Film Productions and CM Media. And um, basically I just kind of created my brands to work together in synergy. Um, oh, 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 this thing's going off on my computer now. Uh-oh, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I basically try to use them together to um, more visibility for indie in Sacramento and Northern California and create independent film projects, commercial content, um, industrial content, documentaries, and create opportunities for our mega talent that we have here in the region to just kind of get out there. Now, uh, you went to American Film Market uh, a few months ago. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about that? Um, yeah, it was wild, and it was awesome seeing you guys there. Um, mm -hmm. It was... Oh, let's see. I've, this is my second AFM that I've attended, and this year, or this, you know, 2013, was um, a year that I was highlighted as one of three producers worldwide, which was a little daunting for me actually. Um, but Jonathan Wolf selected me um, along with two other gentlemen from um, various regions to kind of highlight us in their advertising. It's the first year they've done something like this and um, they helped to illustrate our story, where we're at with our career, and we got introduced to some really awesome people. Um, I'm still kind of like thinking, wow, how did they ever pick me? <laughs> <laughs> um, but it just kind of really opened up a lot of doors. Um, and the reason why they, they chose my story and me this year was because of our accomplishments with The Dark and Indiewood. Mm -hmm. So, you want me to go on about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bunny, Bunny is just crafting her next question as we speak. I, I am okay. just, yeah. I, um, I have this nifty little thing uh, that I'm looking at that is supposed to tell me the, the way, the <laughs> numerical order that we go, like Johnny, 
Jim, me, and uh, it, it went out, and it needs a passcode. So I just wanted to make sure I wasn't interrupting um, anybody and make sure that you didn't have any more to add. And then, um, so, but yeah, it was really exciting seeing you down at the American Film Market in Los Angeles this year, well, 2013. Really exciting um, seeing you highlighted as the, the face, really the face of AFM, because when you pull it up on the website, when you pulled it up, there you were right there. And um, that's been one of my experiences meeting you. It's been really wonderful. And I met you on the set of Matt Baker's 10 by 10. And you were behind the scenes. You were making the, the, the clothes, the costumes for all of the actresses. And I think there were, what, 20? Uh, there was I think it was 13. No, it was 10, 10, 10, 10. Because <laughs> the theme was 10, wow. right? It yeah. Felt, it felt like 20. <laughs> oh, my God. It felt like 20. <laughs> it really did. But um, she was making the costumes. Um, she was in charge. And it was so funny because when I told Jim that, uh, about you and that we were going to meet you down at the AFM, meet up for, you know, a dinner, and um, I said, you know, I don't remember how tall she is, but I think she's very tall. And um, <laughs> that's, it's just your presence. You have this wonderful, just very, uh, this, this dynamic and, and changeable, because, again, too, in the back of, of Baker's 10 by 10, you were putting the, the costumes together, and then all of a sudden you're on set looking amazing, being an alien princess, which was the part. And, um, yeah, just so fabulous. So yeah. you probably um, have a really good tie into a lot of the other directors and writers in the area. Um, and then also just I was wondering, for Cowtown Film Productions, that's, you started that, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Well, and just to clarify with Matt Baker's project, Matt was in charge of that project, not me. I just did the, the costumes and then did the acting. Um, and, you know, the, the challenge really, I think, for us was that I made all those costumes in one day. And, you know, Matt um, completely delegated, you know, that t to me as costume department. And at, um, I was really glad that uh, he was able to do that and have me on board. He's a fantastic filmmaker and editor, um, you know, and that's why we, we have him on the dark. Uh, he, he just has, people call him Magic Matt Baker, and I think it's funny because he doesn't really like that, that uh, <laughs> title. You know, he's like, it's not magic, it's a lot of hard work, you know. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I know, but you're so magical. Um, but, yeah, Cowtown Film Productions I formed, um, oh, my gosh, eons ago. I think it was 2006. And um, I did that um, because I was, you know, I've been an actress in the industry now for about 30 years, and um, just so you didn't really when care. Are we cool? Zero. <laughs> yeah, Bunny and I were just arguing yeah. about that, that. That that had to be a typo because was yeah, that had before a... or after you were actually born that you started acting? <laughs> okay, so I'm actually going to age myself as an actress, which, you know, everybody says, don't do that. You'll never get another job. But I am 40 years old. <laughs> oh, stop lying. Okay, do we have you our next guest, please? We're firing you. Um, uh, Christina, what is the, um, uh, the dark? Tell us a little bit about that. 
Um, so the dark is is an answer to my first AFM. Um, wonderful guy, uh, Tyler over at um, Taylor and Dodge, um, Tyler Coney. I met him the first AFM, and he was like, you know, God, he's like, you're this, you know, you're doing this and you're doing that, and there's this Indiewood thing, and there's he's like, you gotta have like you got to have something under your belt. He's like, you have this, this great business plan and stuff. He's like, you have all these scripts, but I don't see a feature under your belt as a producer. And, and to really call yourself a film producer, you've got to have something under your own brand. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know what, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I've co-produced, you know, and I've produced, but some of the other projects, you know, haven't come to fruition as far as a feature goes. And so I really needed, like, a feature. And... Mm-hmm. So he said, you know, your homework before next year is, is to come back with, with a movie that you've shot and edited and you're ready to go. And I'm just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and uh, I was kind of jaded because it was like, I've been trying for like, I think seven years now to get Unbroken um, funded. And shortly after AFM of 2012, I met with some friends, West Ramsey uh, being one of them, and we kind of fantasized over the 10 by 10 and the 48-hour project, you know, format. And I said, what if we did, what if we did a feature length in 10 days? And they're like, oh, that's wow. been done, you know. And it has been done. There's a lot of indies who can do it in 10 days now. Um, mm. And I was like, yeah, but, you know, I don't want to sacrifice quality. I don't want to sacrifice anything because I want my cake and eat it too. Mm-hmm. And so then they said, well, I think we should do it in a weekend. And I was like, yeah, you're high on Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, you know what, I tell you what. You know, and we're all, we were discussing this over drinks in a bar. And I said, I tell you what. I'm like, you show me the script and the location and the actors that, that you think can pull this shit off, and um, I, will, I will produce it. And um, I just kind of, like, dismissed it and left it at that. And thinking, you know, it, it was, like, kind of a fantasy. Well, Shortly after, I think it was January of 2013, they came back to me and said, here's the script, here's the location, and I think we can do it with all Sacramento talent. I don't think we need to pull in an A-lister on this one because it's more of an experiment than, you know, this, this big movie that's going to go get gajillions of dollars in distribution. And I said, all right. The homework for me was bring a feature. It didn't have constraints of, you know, starring Tom Cruise. So <laughs> I was like, you know, upon further look and some revision with the script, um, I signed up for it. We held a casting call, and I think we only had like six weeks of pre-production and, and finance and, and everything. I mean, it, this was a, oh, my God, we're crazy project. Um, You're right. <laughs> and I just thought, you know, and, and it's funny because, like, people that I brought in um, – I had worked with several times before and they were like my inner circle. And like when I called up Carlos Hernandez, uh, my first AD for my unit, I was like, Hey, I want to do this thing and I want to do it right. And I want you on board. And he goes, this is insane. I'm going to do it because I love you. And if you, you know, he's like, if you completely eat it, you know, he's like, I I don't know if I can watch that train wreck, you know, and I'm just like, we're not going to eat it. (laughs) <laughs> it's not going to be a train wreck. It's going to be fine. And so um, he said, okay, then I'm in. And uh, I met Jason Morris, uh, like, I think two days before the shoot. We still hadn't secured 
um, a strong grip, uh, grip truck and crew for my unit. And we were going to resort to doing like flashlight lighting and lanterns because it is called the dark after all. Right. Um, and two of the units elected to do the whole flashlight and lanterns thing with very little, like, small – we had, like, some small light kits and stuff that we got from, you know, between the three of us sourcing things. But um, when, when Jason came through, like, two days before, I was just <laughs> like, ah, thank God, thank God, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> and so we actually had a full grip truck, and we had – three full units running first photography on all three units and we actually shot the entire thing in 58 hours. We beat our 72 hour goal and so we broke the Roger Corman record. And, oh my gosh. And so I was like, well shit, we're going to submit this into Guinness Book of World Records and uh, yeah, you know, here we go. And I mean, we, we had planned to, um, to submit to Guinness, and I, um, through my nonprofit, Capital Indie Collective, we were able to pay for three internships for high school students that were in media labs and media classes, coordinated with Rick Gott um, through his high school, and um, another high school, um, oh gosh, I can't think of the name of the other high school, I'm terrible. Um, so we had these three interns from high school come, and they documented from arriving at the location the night before um, to make sure that we had the keys and everything to spending the night in the cabin off-site, driving and beginning our record, you know, and they did all the timing and they shot the entire time doing interviews and behind the scenes. And, I mean, we have, you know, like hundreds of hours of footage between the three students of what we did. And we submitted all of that to Guinness. Oh and my gosh. we're still like going back and forth on actually getting the Guinness um, designation because they wanted us to, um, in, the, in the rules and the guidelines, they say you, you can either pay like, like ten or $15,000 when everything was said and done to have an educator come out, or you can you know, document with video in a very specific format, which we followed, um, mm-hmm. and submit it. And now they're saying, well, you know, it's really at our discretion to create the new category because the rule of having a precedent, which is Roger Corman, we don't recognize the precedent. And I'm like, how could you not recognize Roger Corman's achievement? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So, and then the second precedent they had is that the record had to be breakable. And they don't think that the 58-hour record is now (laughs) breakable. And I'm just like... You know, you're you're making this kind of hard. You know what? I'm never going to drink another Guinness again until you get in that book. All right? I don't think the two companies are associated. Maybe they are, but yeah, um, they are. No, I no, I went to the Guinness uh, headquarters in Ireland, and yes, they are connected. So uh, I am protesting a Guinness-free diet uh, until you. Get what you deserve, Christina. I'm backing you 100. percent Well, they told me if I get another 5,000, that they might consider it again. So, I mean, I don't know if it's worth another 5,000 um, dollars to submit yet again. So. Oh my gosh, what a racket! I didn't know that you had to um, spend 
$10,000 to uh, get into the Guinness Book of World Records. It sounds like that's their, their preferred method of, of getting you in there because you obviously had all that documentation behind the scenes. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. what a feat that you have that Guinness Book of World Records does not think that anybody can break your record of, like, filming a feature film in 58 hours. I mean, that. That's an advertisement in itself. No, we can't get into Guinness Book of World Records because they don't think that my record can be broken. That is so amazing. <laughs> well, somebody told me, um, somebody wrote in to me anonymously through the website and said, we plan to shoot a feature in 24 hours. And I wrote back, um, you know, to this, I, they didn't use their name. It's like some, like, funky email with numbers and stuff. And I wrote back to them and I said, hey, go for it. I encourage it. You know, that'll be awesome. But if you're going to do it for Guinness, make sure you do this, 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 and this. And by the way, you have to have like a $5,000 budget because right. their initial, like, I mean, it's like their initial fees are relatively low. It's a few hundred dollars. But then mm -hmm. after you register and you put everything in, they start sending you these, these emails of, oh, and then there's this add-on, and then there's that add-on. And then, you know, if you really want it done right, you've got to fly out an educator you have to house them for the entire time they're there. You have to pay for oh their airfare. You have to pay oh for, them for them to eat. And it's oh like, wow. I, I don't wow. think as an independent filmmaker we have that in the budget. So, I mean, <laughs> right. for somebody who's shooting in 24 hours, I mean, unless they've got like, you know, like a, you know, $500,000 budget or something, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And it makes now, uh, me wonder. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Oh, it just makes me wonder if those people with those crazy fingernails and toenails had all that money to fly out educators, you know. Well, the money they yeah, saved on for... manicures they spent on, on applications for the Guinness. <laughs> yeah, right. I think for like the, the things like fingernails, um, like the, the measurement things like longest beard, they can just submit photographs and show yeah. the measuring tape next to it, you know, and that's a different process. But things for like contests, where it's like, you know, how many hot dogs eaten or the fastest run, you know, mile, um, you know, you, you have the option of the educator or a third-party professional or a third-party that has XYZ requirements. And we chose the third-party XYZ requirements. And so they're just making it harder to accept everything that we did. Um, and I think it's just, you know, it's their process. I think... I mean, I'm not hating on them for it. They they just oh no. They have to make money one way, and and they have a certain integrity that they have to keep. You know, I can respect mm -hmm. that. And I mean, for me, it's like not really worth. It's, it's getting to the point where it's not really worth. You know, kind of going back and forth. It's like we know what we did. Mr. Corman knows mm -hmm. what we did. You mm -hmm. know. Wow. <laughs> it's like okay, did we did it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now. Uh, uh, you know, Jim Myers in uh, the Guinness Book of World Records, uh, he's in it for a man with a million job titles. He's got so many job titles. <laughs> what? <laughs> and, and Are you being <laughs> But uh, So now, Christina, uh, what would you say is uh, the most rewarding and uh, the most difficult part of filmmaking? Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> so the most rewarding part for me, actually, my passion is acting and being in front of the lens. Mm -hmm. um, I love that idea that I can 
be an integral part of weaving a story and communicating a story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really do love to write, too. Um, those are my top two that I, I really like doing. Um, and it's really rewarding when someone sees, like, an acting performance or a product that I've done or I'm in, where they're like, wow, I really didn't know you could do something like that. You mm-hmm. know, and it's, it's one of those Irish compliments, right? <laughs> 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 um, you know, it's I, it never gets old. I love hearing that. Like, and I love my mom. Like, you know, I'm adopted, and so she's like, "Wow!" Like, well, you don't get that from me, but that's awesome. And I'm just like, "Mom, <laughs> seriously, you raised me. Like, I do get a portion of this from you. You have to realize that, you know." And and she's just like, "No, you're completely alien, but it's awesome." <laughs> um, the most frustrating part, I would say. Um, <clears throat> kind of juggles between producing, um, you know, dealing with all of those behind-the-scenes headaches, the challenges, mm-hmm. the, um, you know, it's just, it's really a job that's not appreciated. People don't mm-hmm. understand how hard producers work. They don't understand, like, the man behind the curtain, you know, in the city of Oz. Right. It's, you have... It's funny because, like, everybody goes, oh, the producer, the executive producer, that's a boss. Like, everybody has to answer to the producers, you know. And it's like, on the contrary, um, mm-hmm. as a producer, you have to respond to however your, however big your crew is, which can be, like, 50 people. Right. And however big your investor pool is, which, can again, can be, like, 50 people, you know. Right. It's kind of the reverse. It's like you have 100 bosses because they're all nipping at your heels for one thing or another. Mm. You know, which is why, like, in independent, you know, you have that chain of command that isn't always recognized, like the studios, you know. Studios are very structured. Like, an actor will never talk to a producer on set. That just doesn't happen. You know, unless the producer comes down and says, I want to talk to that actress right now, you know. And even then, I don't think a producer would break the chain like that. Um, But in indie, often the producer is also the director and the writer and sometimes the actress. And so those those lines get blurred and people forget the chain of command and they start jumping, you know, jumping rank and stuff. And it's like, you want to politely remind the person who they're talking to and how they're addressing, but you also don't want to sound like an egotistical, you know, power hungry bitch, excuse the phrase, you know, it's Mm -hmm. just, you know, you have to balance that fine line of, okay, I've chosen to work indie this is not the studio. Um, I've chosen to have a small crew or a gorilla crew, so mm-hmm. I have to consider their experience, you know, if they're a first-time filmmaker or, you know, maybe they're a veteran, but their ego just got out of control, you know, mm-hmm. um, and know when to address people and how to address people. I mean, I'm trying to think of a really good example that won't, like, out anybody, because I was going to say the second heart second half of, of the most frustrating thing is people that misinterpret you when you say something like, I could say the sky is blue and have 50 haters jump on my feed and be like, well, actually, it's every color except blue because of the prisms and sunlight. And, you know. Um, you know, it's just frustrating, you know, because we're in a public industry. I'm in the public eye, and it's like for every intention I have of saying have a nice day, someone might hear it as, well, have a nice day. You know, it's like... <laughs> I hate constantly being picked apart for what I say, but like, um, I'm trying to think of a good example, like for the chain of command. Um, so this is like, 
Okay, here's a good one. Okay, so like eons ago, I was involved in this project. It was a feature-length project, and um, it was a mistake I made. That's what I'm going to choose as an example. <laughs> I, um, I was a script supervisor, and we were dealing with a very um, – it was a good, a good size crew, but uh, the time constraints were shooting a feature in 20 days. I was working 22 to 24-hour days. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, just between – with script supervisor, you know, you have your daily notes. You have your daily script updates. I mean, I don't think the producers on that slept for 20 days. Oh, I mean, my gosh. You, everybody was getting a little frazzled from sleep deprivation. Um, and actually, the, the movie turned out really, really good. Um, but I was um, – I was consulting directly to the director, um, which was the, the correct way to do it. Um, and, you know, being script supervisor and continuity, um, those really are like two jobs. Um, I was calling continuity on, you know, several things as we went. And this particular movie, we had like, I mean, tons of little tiny details, like glasses are on in this scene, glasses are off, a scar is here, and then it's not oh, here. And we're shooting everything, you know, out of order, of course, because, you know, right. it's usually so. <laughs> and, um, yeah. you know, I started like, okay, well, from this angle, you know, this, you know, this barrel is supposed to be over here. And, you know, our department had made a couple of, of minor mistakes. And then we were in this garage where to set something, jump through a door, close it really quick, and then we'd roll, and there was this light coming in from under the door. And it happened several times. Like They kept forgetting to switch off the light in the other room. Oh, and, um, you know, it was like everybody was getting frustrated, and I, and I, I kept saying to Ryan, you know, uh, hey, this, this light's still coming on, or like this barrel's not supposed to work. You know, and, and um, the art department guy just pulled me aside at the break, and he took me away from everybody, and he goes, look, I understand your script supervisor. I understand your continuity, but if you keep calling my shit out in front of everybody, I swear oh. to God I'm going to take a knife and slit your throat. You know? Oh. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't quite that brash, but, you know, he was like, he was really <laughs> irritated, you know. Oh, my and, God. And um, I was like, oh, my God. Um, well, first of all, thank you for trusting me to come to me. Um, oh, that's so good. That's so PC. <laughs> Thank you for like, of all, I to really... tell me that you're going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know, second of all, um, I'm only trying to make the project better. As you know, we're all, you know, working in the same goal to make this movie as, as excellent as it can be. And he goes, that's why I pulled you aside. He goes, I know you're not a jerk. I know you're not a complete <laughs> a-hole. But, you know, he's like, I cannot contain myself anymore. Oh. And I said, you know, I'm like, this is obviously a mistake that I'm making. So please let me know how I can improve. And he goes, here's how you can improve. If you see something wrong with the take, after, you know, everything is said and done, you know, you very quietly point it out to the director on a piece of paper. You don't just, like, you know, call it out. And, um, you know, even though I was saying it at an appropriate time between takes and stuff, um, I wasn't being discreet enough. And, you know, and and I discussed it with the director later as well. And I said, hey, you know, I, I'm, I'm making a mistake here. I just want to clarify, you know, I want to fix this mistake. Do you agree with this new protocol? And and he was like, yeah, yeah, that would make it a lot better for everybody. He's like, I was trying to put it in words myself, and I couldn't really, you know, he's like, I didn't want to, like, turn around and, like, hit you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> 
<laughs> just well, like, okay, well, I'm glad we yeah, talked that, it out. <laughs> that's that's like in a pretty crazy story, and uh, we definitely would like to have you on our show again, Christina. Do uh, you have any last uh, words of advice uh, to any of the listeners out there, uh, you know, possible young listeners or, or older that possibly want to get into filmmaking? Um, I would say definitely get on a set, get as much hands-on experience as you can early on. And as you're learning, um, the number one rule on set is just keep your mouth shut and, okay. you know, kind of speak when spoken to. Um, I know it's a really hard rule to remember. A lot of us are kind of A personalities and we're extroverts. Um, but, you know, when, when you're the new guy on the set, just, just be the quiet, humble guy. And um, if you make a mistake, admit to it right away. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Bunny, Jim, you guys got anything else uh, to add before we uh, wrap up? Um, no, I just wanted to say that it's been my pleasure meeting you in person. Um, dynamic, talented, and changeable are three words that come to mind when I think of you, Christine Marie. And I am so proud that you are bringing Northern California indie filmmaking, um, you know, to the to the to everybody, uh, the awareness. Thank so thank you, and thank you so much for being on our show today. You're just wonderful. So, Jim, did you have any um, final comments? Yeah, Christina Marie, thank you very much. And I know uh, I speak for Bunny when I say both of us would love to work with you on some project in the future because uh, people who are dedicated to working uh, nonstop until the, the project is done are, are rare. Uh, some, of the, some of the people who do that have no talent whatsoever. So it's, it's nice to know that you are a go-getter. Uh, you stick to it, and you are extremely talented. So we, we're we probably going to one day beg you to work on something with us. Am I right, Bunny? <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> beg. Please, please. Well, please. I just want to <laughs> say thank you to both of you for graciously having me on your show. And, um, you know, it's, it's, always, it's always nice to have someone um, say so many nice things. And um, I'm glad to have you guys in the community. What you're doing with your show is great. Um, and hopefully I can get you guys to come next Tuesday to my Naked Movie Tuesdays at Ooh. Naked Coffee on 11th and H downtown in Sacramento. Yeah, well, okay. you know, Bunny told me about that, and at first I said, yeah, of course. And then she said, well, it doesn't really mean naked, uh, but, you know, I still want to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would love to see you there. We're going to have Kiroskuro there, and they're another amazing uh, filmmaker, content creator, and um, photography team in Sacramento. I think we can learn a lot from them. Awesome. Ooh, well, thank you, Christina Marie. We appreciate it. All right. Thank you, yeah. guys. Thank you. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, this is the first episode of Total Entertainment on the new network, the Entertainment Broadcast Network. Remember to go to facebook.com slash entertainment broadcast network and, and uh, become a fan of that. All right, everybody. Until next time, we'll see you guys later. <laughs>